In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Well, here we are shortly after Christmas, and it seems really very fitting to have a votive mass in honor of the Holy Family. Where to begin? There's so much that can be said. And given recent events in the life of the church and the world and even our nation, there is so very much to be said. I'm thinking back, gosh, how many years ago now? It was presidential election season, and they were having these group debates, news conferences, and so on. And the really clever ultimate gotcha question this year, where the question would be asked, and everyone would be leaning in, and all the press would be saying, please let them give the wrong answer, please let them give the wrong answer, please let them give the wrong answer, because then the headlines would write themselves, would write themselves. And the question was, how do you define family? Now, when I was a little boy, it would have been very easy. Mommy and daddy and children and a house. And if I wanted to make things worse as a child, I would have said, and daddy goes to work and mommy stays at home. Now, there would have been explosions and gunfire and histrionics had any politician given anything resembling that answer. You know, the answer that corresponds to nature and nearly all of human experience, not to mention revelation. So instead, there were these circumlocutions about blended families and new traditions and bonds of love and absolutely no reference to marriage or children or nature or the common good, properly understood. Doesn't mean redistributing other people's wealth. And of course, nothing about grace. So we have to do better. And we might begin to ask, what did we just celebrate at Christmas? I don't think anyone here would say, well, I just had so much money to burn at the end of the year, and I was so undernourished, I decided to go on a spending spree and eat a lot of sugar. I think it was good for me. Nobody here would say that, of course. But what did we celebrate? The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The eternal Word of the Father, the only begotten Son, co-eternal with the Father and the Spirit, and who entered the world was Christ, who is the power of God and the wisdom of God, to whom all authority in heaven and earth was given. And so if we want to know what a family is, and we really should be clear about that, especially these days, we should turn to him and he'd say, I already told you. I told you in the order of nature. I told you what family is by making you man and woman for each other. I told you in history through repeated human experience, I reminded you in the arts, and I defined it for you solemnly as I revealed it to you in the order of grace. No Christian can't not know what a man is, what a woman is, how they are to relate to each other. No Christian can't not know what a family is. And why is it, why so is it that again, again, and again, 
the world and the flesh and the devil gnaw at family life, gnaw at family life. Our Lady of Fatima said the final battle will be for family. Why is that? Well, the family is the basic building block of human society. This is not new. All of recorded human history makes note of this. And we used to have the laws, and we used to have customs, we even used to have taboos that would protect family. Because the worst way to get hurt is within the context of a family gone wrong. The worst way to be deprived is to be deprived of family. And the most reliable way of having human society collapse is through disorder in the family. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, herself a religious and first a wife and a mother and then a widow, said all disorder in society begins in disorder in the home and the family. When we look at the headlines, when we look at the madness in our streets and our cities, does anyone point and say, bet there are a lot of great families there and a lot of really strong fathers. Chastity and modesty are taught and the family prays together. You can see it in the way they loot and burn buildings. No, no one ever says that. The root of the madness that we see is a rage against family. And the rage against family ultimately has to be rooted in Satan, who hates God so much that he must hate what God has made. And he must hate the creature made in his image and likeness. And he must hate the creature whose very body has an unimaginable dignity because of the incarnation. So, of course, the family must be destroyed. If I were the enemy of God, that's where I would be busiest. And now we have a puzzle. Some of you know my writing and my broadcasting, you've heard me preaching. About a year and a half ago, I founded a club called the People Who Should Really Know Better Club. Membership is involuntary. I nominate you, and it's never an honor. And there are a whole lot of people who sometimes dress like me, sometimes with brighter hats than mine, sometimes with taller hats than mine, who should really, really, really know better. They have absolutely no excuse, and they give no indication that they know better. They give little to no indication that they're familiar with human nature, human history, the history of the church, or the deposit of the faith. And they say things that tickle the ears of the culture, that garner applause for those who are lusting after novelty and excuse-making, who don't want guidance, and who want neither a firm no nor a firm yes when both are called for. So what are we to do? Well, I can say rhapsodic and nice things about family, of course. I can assure you that it's worth the effort. I myself grew up in a family. I'm a product of a mixed marriage. My mother was a woman, my father was a man. I think I really benefited from that kind of diversity and inclusion. And I think that should be spread. We should make that better known. I'm sure of it. This is intersectionality that we can't live without. I could say those things, but I have to say more.
We are taught or not how to love. We are taught or not how to pray. We are taught or not how to worship in family. We are taught to obey legitimate authority or not first in family. So the best preparation for public life, the best preparation for a religious or priestly vocation, the best preparation for heaven is a properly ordered family life. We used to know that, and we used to protect our marriages and our homes and our children accordingly. For a lot of different reasons, our culture has been injected with a kind of bizarre amnesia. And in the absence of what my grandparents would have taken as self-evidently true, our children are being harmed. And I must say it, our churches are being emptied. Let's be clear. Even the few Catholics who go to Mass contracept and abort their children at the same rate as their non-Catholic counterparts. For churches are emptying, for convents and our monasteries and our seminaries and our rectories are getting really thin. And I'm here to tell you the bench isn't deep. There's a reason for that. It's because very many people chose to say no to God's plan for family. So what do we do about that? Well, I could form a committee and we could have a study and we can make announcements and we can break into small groups and share how we feel about how we feel and then we can announce all that to the group and then we can have an announcement and I can sell merch and it would all go away. It would be about as bright and long-lasting as a tissue fire. I go back to Our Lady of Fatima. Penance, penance, penance. I think it is no accident in the year of our Lord 2024. Lent comes really early this year. It begins, Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day. Maybe on that day, rather than speaking of lace and chocolate and nonsense, we can talk about the pure heart of St. Joseph, the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady, and the Sacred Heart of Our Lord. We can think about how costly love really is and how freely grace is given. And we can decide by example, by word, by witness, by worship, by intercession, by sacrifice, and maybe someday, please God again, in taboo sanction and law, protect our homes, our marriages, and our families. I don't think anyone here will ever be rich or famous or powerful, but we can be influential by being in union with the will of God Almighty. And very much like Our Lady, I don't understand all that God is doing in the world right now. But like Our Lady, with her good example, I can ponder these things in my heart in prayer and then begin to listen. To start to intercede for the Holy Family, let us join Our Lady and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.